Hey, you guys, this is Jason from The Table. And before we jump into today's podcast, I wanted to stop and just say thank you. Hey, we uh, started this journey about eight months ago now, and this week we hit 10,000 downloads. And uh, I just was so encouraged by that. You know, we press record and have these conversations, and our hope and our prayer is that they're connecting with you guys. Uh, And by seeing that number, we were so encouraged to know that uh, you guys are on this journey with us as we dialogue about the church and ministry and everything going on. If you are on Instagram, join us at Worship Leader Podcast. Um, And if you have conversations that you would love to hear us talk about, um, feel free to send us a message and would love to dialogue with you and then add those to future podcasts. So again, that's at Worship Leader Podcast on Instagram and would love to connect there. Uh, Now let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of The Table. My name is Jason Squires. Excited about this month. Uh, this month, we're talking about uh, writing set lists and kind of that process and what it looks like, uh, coming at it from a couple different perspectives. Today, we are joined by Jason from On Song. Jason, how's it going? Oh, it's going great, man. Good to see you again. It's been a while. It's been a long time. We get to actually hang out over zoom which is exciting which is exciting. <laughs> this is true i mean we've done that for like the whole pandemic it's and it's true. Nice to do some worship conferences and stuff like that but yeah it's zoom zoom's okay zoom's zoom okay. works yes yes yeah hey tell us about you tell us about all uh, tell us all things jason and kind of your background and hey, go for it yeah wow wow okay yeah it's, i it's mean a tell big us about topic. you that's a yeah <laughs> yeah so um yeah so years ago uh i think i was like one of those older uh people that, that become a Christian. I was 13 at the time. And at the time they said, Hey, God's going to give you a gift. Right. And that was like summer before I went into, I think seventh grade, seventh grade, I was in choir, you know, so just singing whatever songs I think I remember specifically, we were singing from a distance from Bette Midler, I think. And um, yeah, it was really old. And I thought it was a great, like religious song. It's actually kind of weird if you listen to it, but anyway, (laughs) I sat down at the piano and I just started playing it. And my teacher said, how are you doing that? You don't have any sheet music or anything up. Um, and I said, well, I'm, I'm playing it by ear, I guess. I just hear it and I'm playing what's there. And so God yep. gave me the gift of music just as like a preteen, which is pretty amazing. And at the same time, uh, I was always interested in technology. And so, you know, I guess it was probably just a matter of time before um, I decided to make an app to help musicians because uh, me being a musician, um, I'm not always the most uh, organized person on the planet. Um, so having that binder and having to keep everything alphabetized and actually have the music in the binder to start with and in the right key was always really hard for me. And so uh, a couple of years ago, it was actually in 2010 when Steve Jobs announced the first iPad, just a couple of weeks, a couple of months, maybe after that, I was in a worship team meeting and my worship leader, she said, well, we got to get organized. 
And at the time I was developing iPhone apps and that was a whole other almost uh, religious reason why I kind of got into that. I won't get into too many details, but I started, I stopped making web apps and I started making mobile apps. Let's just put it that way. Um, and I said in that meeting, I said, well, we, you know, there's got, we got to build an app for that. I knew there wasn't an app because the iPad didn't exist yet. And so I went home, actually, I went back into, into the sound room that night um, as the rest of the team was practicing and God just kind of like hit me uh, with a vision, which was, you know, not okay. only would you use technology, use your uh, way, the word that was said was use your talent to further my kingdom. Um, and talent, though, for some reason was translated, not what you like to do, but what you do for a living. So at the time I was a computer programmer full time. I had my own business and God literally was like, you know, stop doing that and start building this. Um, and, and do it like full time. I didn't realize it at the time, but he wanted me to do it full time. So I went home that night, started building it because I knew not only would it help our worship team, but it would help possibly thousands of worship teams around the world. Yep. Um, and so my goal was to get it out onto the app store by the time the iPad launched. And it was that that was just three weeks. I had three weeks to build it. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, nothing like a deadline to get you going, right? Wow. Um, so I, I didn't hit three weeks, but I got it out in four weeks because I had to actually wait to get my hands on an actual physical iPad to plug in and to debug out all any issues that were there. Uh, but it was one of the first 2,000 apps on the App Store for iPad. So wow. that was kind of how that all started, yeah. Gosh, that's so amazing. I mean, when you think about it, we all – now we look at back and go like, yeah, of course, app based everything. But you were like, you did that. Our thoughts didn't exist then. You had kind of just like seen it in the future and gone like, this is gonna be, this is gonna be a thing. Like this is this is needed. But like right, we didn't right. even know, like we, we didn't even know we needed it. And but yet you were right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like you. I mean, we we look at it now and go, yeah, of course, yeah, build an app for it. And like it makes sense because you know, however, twelve years later, we're looking at everything's kind of app based. But that everything wasn't app based at that point. And so yeah. like that was just a that's amazing. I love I love that. <laughs> I didn't I always love I always love the beginnings to companies and like the beginning because everybody we kind of just look at it and go like in our mind on songs always existed or it just kind of started or like, you know, we've talked to the guys from Planning Center and Praise Charts and like they just there's a beginning to it. And like it like literally sitting in that room going, I'm going to build this and I'm going to release it in a few weeks like that doesn't. That's amazing. That's just like, that yeah, just yeah. blows my mind. Um, but what's re what's really crazy is you know it, it didn't come out fully developed, right? And so course, yeah, right. Um, we put it out there in the world. I said this is a ministry experiment. I said let's sell it for five bucks so that we can reinvest into it. Why not? You know, five bucks was like halfway between the maximum that Steve Jobs said you should charge for an app, basically, and nothing. Um, yeah. So put it out there, and then uh, immediately worship leaders around the world started saying, hey, this is great, but uh, this is terrible. This is terrible. If you could just do these 50 things, you know, and <laughs> so we've just took all that input, and we're still developing it. I mean, it's 12 years later, more than 12 years later, and it's still under active development because of people like you, you know, that just say, hey, so I have a problem. Good. Can you solve it? And uh, like vanilla ice, I'm, I'm on it, you know. <laughs> It's the best line ever. So why on song? What what did where'd the name come from? Well, that was I think it was the night that I went home to start writing the code. I had to call it something, you know. So I, I just said, well, um I I, I was at the company that I, I started out of college in '99. Uh, we we did a lot of digital marketing. So there was always like brainstorming sessions on what to call things and um 
you know, I just liked how it had that, like, uh, not alliteration, but the vowel sounds. And I said, yeah, on song, you know, that's, it just sounded good to me. Yep. Um, it, it was years later, we found out that on song was also the name of a North Korean concentration camp, you know, but luckily they haven't oh. uh, sued us for trademark infringement. So that's exciting. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So on song has some amazing features. Give us the 30,000 foot, like elevator pitch. You know, how can, how can it help me as a worship leader be better at my job? Like if I have to give that kind of like, if you had to explain it to somebody, I mean, that kind of like I said, that 30,000 foot level, like why is it going to help me be better as a worship leader? Sure, sure. Yeah, you know, I think um, some people say, you know, they use about 10% of the app and, and or 20% of what it can possibly do um, because that 20% is really what makes it the most effective. And that is you can have all your songs with you all the time. They're always organized. Um, they're always on an iPad that weighs the same, you know, so if you have <laughs> five songs or you have 5,000 songs, it's a pound, you know, we've all and, carried uh, that binder it, around. I understand. No, I, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, once you have everything in there, um, it's immediately available for you to play. And so a lot of people said, you know, this changed the way I do my music because, you know, somebody can take a request essentially, or the pastor goes a certain direction and you can pull up that song. Uh, pretty quickly. So instead of my, my church that I was at for a m- number of years was um, very Pentecostal. Um, and in fact, to the point where there wasn't a lot of planning that was done previous to Sunday. So Sunday we came in, we would pray, we would pick the songs and then we practice the songs and do them that, you know, within one hour. Yep. Um, and sometimes we would just do worship the entire time. So the the, the notion of like, you know, always having a, a set and non-changing set list was something that Onsong was never built to do. It was always built to be as flexible as possible because of that. Uh, and so we have a lot of folks that are out playing pubs and clubs that like it too, because they say, hey, you know, I could just grab a song that's going with whatever's happening in the room and and uh, you're not, they're not limited essentially by that plan that they came with that you crumple up and throw away. Um, but the other thing that a lot of people don't think about is, you know, when you have music in front of you, uh, paper music, you need a music stand. It takes up a lot of space, actually. Yep. Um, and so if you're on camera, which we've all been doing during the pandemic, um, that kind of clutters up your stage. Uh, if, if you have dim, you know, dim lights, it's hard to read. An iPad, it's always backlit. You could play outside in the wind and the rain, you know, where you can't really do that um, with paper. So uh, it solves a lot of problems just simply by having everything digital and at your fingertips like that, you know. It's so good. And I love what you said about how it's not just like a church-based app. Like you can like take it out and, and gig with it and like gigging musicians can use it. I mean, a lot of us, a lot of us worship leaders are, you know, play other places or, you know, have friends that are musicians and um, it's not just for the church, but it's actually just, you know, it's, we use it for the church, but it has, it has a dual purpose. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I, I like the idea that the church leads in this yeah. sense, you know, uh, you talk to anybody in professional sound and they say, you know, Hey, the church is buying a lot of equipment. They have, they're actually are building equipment to help with the church. Cause you have a lot of amateurs that are you know running sound equipment or everything else. And so, um, you know, I feel that the, that the church is leading from this standpoint. And so a lot of times we have people even online that, that are not in the house of worship area. And, and they're saying, hey, we got to pay attention to what they're doing in church because they're doing what they're doing is pretty cool as That's far awesome. as the, the tech goes. 
Um, but yeah, we have folks that use it with um, music therapy. I didn't even know that was a thing before yep. I started doing this. So, so, you know, music therapy, which is helping obviously older folks, people with autism, you know, the whole, the whole gamut there. Um, of course, you have all the, the the regular players, people on cruise ships, you know, they don't have access to the internet, so they can have all their music on their iPad and just play in front of everybody out there in the middle of the ocean. So, um, yeah, there's so many p- different types of people that that use on song. It's it's really kind of cool. From the middle of the ocean to the bar to the church, we can all in all 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 areas. <laughs> I love That's that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Feels like there's a tagline in there somewhere. Um, so if I'm a worship leader looking at this and thinking like, I don't jump, I'll be honest with you. I'm a late adopter with, with on song. I was, I was a, I was a hands-on chart loved. I loved the, like, I knew that when I put that paper chart in front of me, it wasn't going to fail. And like, it was, there was going to be, there wasn't going to be any problems or like, and so I was a late adopter and I wish I wasn't because I missed a lot of time that I could have been doing this a long time ago. Um, because yeah, cause I'm, I'm an avid on song user. Um, do you offer like training or some, like if I can't figure something out, like how do I go about like learning about how to use the app or am I like, am I kind of on my own when I download it? Gotcha. Yeah. So we have a ton of videos on our website. We have a full user manual, obviously. Uh, we have uh, support that wants to help as well and an on-song community that, of folks that can help you get started as well. Uh, so we try to be out there and, and, and help as much as possible. And of course, we're trying to make the app as intuitive as we can. Um, really, the place that I think people usually have uh, to spend a little bit of time is when you're moving from paper, how do I get everything onto the iPad? You know, yep. and So we've come up with a bunch of different ways that you can get your content onto the iPad. Uh, it could be as simple as when you open up an email attachment, there's an open and on song button that shows up in that little menu with the square and the up arrow. Um, we can, you know, you can pull things in from Dropbox. And one of the cool features of on song is we've also worked with a lot of content providers like praise charts, uh, song select, uh, planning center, you know, everywhere that you could really find a chart and want to, you know, get it into your system, into your digital binder, if you would you know, you could just do that right there without having to do any extra work. Um, so, and the cool thing is, you know, we just added praise charts, which is an awesome integration. Yep. You can pull in Core Pro, which means you can transpose that file. You can use it for lyrics projection in OnSong. And of course, you can bring in everything else. You know, so if you're playing trumpet or you need a rhythm chart, you can pull that in as well. Ah, it's so good. Um, what would you say to the worship leader that is hesitant to jump in? That's kind of like on the fence. What would you kind of say to that person that's like, I mean, I'm not sure if my band's going to be able, is it just me on iPad or like if, if I got my whole team on it, like I'm, I'm a little hesitant to make that jump, kind of help us get over that hump. What are some kind of like encouragements you can give to that person? Yeah, we find a lot of musicians, especially team leaders, will try it on their own, you know, whether it's on their iPhone. So you don't have to necessarily run out and get an iPad. You could run it on your iPhone, uh, try it out, see what you think. And obviously the iPad is going to give you a much larger screen. Um, And so what we find is a lot of folks get things set up and then, of course, start telling their team about it. But you don't need to every not everybody has to use an iPad on stage. Um, There's some advantages behind that. You know, so if, if I come in and I have my set. I can beam it to everybody wirelessly. I don't have to make copies, you know, so you're saving the environment one piece of paper at a time. Um, But you can also stream to everybody. So imagine if everybody's iPad was like a screen that you were controlling. Uh, So if I switch to a song, even if the pastor picks something new, 
everybody can get that chart without even touching their iPad. Oh, and that's amazing. another thing that that's really cool about it is you can use it with like foot pedals or smart buttons. Uh, so again, if you're, you know, you want to completely engage with your congregation, you don't want to take your hands off your instrument, you could do that digitally. But I think a lot of folks just need to maybe spend some time with it, try it out. Um, we do have, the cool thing is we just had uh, put out a new version of OnSong. It's a free download. So you can import 30 songs into that and try it out before you even have to spend any money on it. Oh, that's so amazing. Get your okay. iPhone, download it for free, try it out, you know, ask questions. Um, and I think we have like 70 or 80 videos on our website about different things that you could do with it. It's really a, a huge app. But again, most people use it for that 10% that makes their lives easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, um, I don't, I have, I have, I haven't used that feature of it with the band, but, uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Cause do I have to, does everybody have to have the full version of OnSong on their iPad or is there a way to like, if I don't want to, like everybody has to go buy it or is there a way, is there like a viewer? How does that work? Yeah. Yeah. So the cool thing is, is if you're, if you're the team leader, uh, you have to, to buy OnSong to use this. We call it OnSong Connect. Um, but only the team leader needs to have that. And then everybody else could just download the app for free and then get the sets and the songs. And in that sense, it's used as a viewer. Um, you could also, uh, get it for your whole team. We have a lot of great pricing plans on our website. Awesome. Uh, so if you want to save some money and have everybody use the full version, you could do that too. Oh, so good. Is there anything, anything new coming from OnSong that you can tell us about? I always like to ask this question. Yeah. So, I mean, speaking of set lists, um, you know, it's funny because I, I try to I try to play worship music <laughs> sometimes. Well, you know, I always try, right? But um, to actually lead, I usually am not leading because I'm busy with on song and doing all that stuff. But I was leading a couple of weeks, and um, I realized, well, there's just some areas that I, I can make better inside on song. So one of the things that we just recently added in a version that was released today it was this morning. It was 2022.5. Um, we just added something called typical days. Not that every day is typical, right? We don't want that. But um, OnSong can detect which days you usually put build sets and just automatically create them for you. Um, so that was just a little simple thing we threw in there, and it's made my life a whole lot easier. So I could just hit add a new set. It picks next Sunday. I throw my songs in the set, and I'm done. Um, That's awesome. I think we, yeah, That's we, awesome. we made some improvements to like our search. Um, uh, some of the stuff that's coming up though, is we just recently signed on, uh, re-signed on to become a partner again with song select. Uh, so one song was one of the first partners with song select back in, I think 2011, we signed with them. Uh, so we are bringing out their new API, um, which will give you a lot of new features and things that you can download inside of one song. So that should be coming out here soon. Um, and Another cool feature that's coming, but I can't really talk about that. That's going to be coming out in the 2023 version, uh, having to do with some backing tracks. So Ooh. you can, yeah. So I mean, also I can play backing tracks, but we are taking it to the to the next level. To the we'll next level that way. Talk yeah. talk to us a little bit about that with the because um, there's more to it than just the chart viewer and reader and transposition. You can actually control production with like the backing tracks, and you mentioned a little bit about lyric projection. Tell us, just tell us more about that side of it. Yeah. So, you know, when you have your set list, or, you know, instead of just having it be a set viewer or a song viewer, uh, that song can have information um, about it, you know. So one of those things could obviously be tempo, right? So if you set the tempo in the song, on song can play a click track. So if your band's having issues 
with tempo. Your tempo is always known. It's always there in your library. Uh, you can pr- you know bring it up and play it back, no problem. Uh, the other thing you could do is you could attach backing tracks to a song. So again, if you bring up a song, any song, you know the pastor wants to do a song, and you bring it out of your library, that backing track is there. You don't have to go searching for it. So if you if the backing track can be you know, a full karaoke version, if you really are just a singer, um, which, you know, sometimes we have that issue. Uh, I, I believe if, um, you know, somebody wants to to play worship and serve the Lord and they're the only one, hey, let's give them the tools they need to do that. You know, yep. so you can you can have that. You can have a, a, just a backing track, an ambient track to play in the background as you're kind of doodling on guitar. Um, so backing tracks could be used for a lot of things. And then the other thing that we, we've done um, is MIDI integration. So you can assign MIDI. So if you don't know what MIDI is, most most people, they hear the word MIDI and just, just kind of glaze over a little bit. <laughs> uh, MIDI is just sending little digital messages to your instruments. Okay. So for instance, if um, if I wanted to, I could set a MIDI signal on a song to switch my keyboard to a different patch um, or if I'm using main stage or if I'm using the Sunday keys app that just came out on iPad or, you know, so I could literally flip to the next song and that those signals automatically go out to all of my equipment that's connected and it can change my vocal processor, my guitar effects. It could change my keyboard. It can run your lighting, you know, the, the sky's the limit of what you could do. And that's all, uh, built into that particular song. And so again, no matter when you bring that up, you don't have to fidget with anything. You don't have to hire a bunch of techs. It just remembers what to do and does it. So, so good. And then uh, there's videos obviously about how to implement that on your, on the website. Yeah. There's videos about that too. Yeah. And so the other thing we have is lyrics projection. Um, You know, we have a lot of house churches that use on songs. So you could just have an Apple TV set up, you know, they look like a, a big black, box they're yep. big, about hockey I mean, size um and you can literally just beam your lyrics to a tv to a projector um and you could run it all on stage so again if you're if you have something like a foot pedal you're playing you push the down button it selects the next section of the song puts the lyrics on the screen scrolls your chart in front of you and uh you can keep on going so that's all built in to on song as well Man, I'm every time I listen to you talk about Onsong, I realize I'm only using like three percent of the bottom left corner of the app. I like I, I'm always like, I like this the little corner over here that I live in, and I don't. There's so much more to this to this app, and it's just all there, which is amazing. It's amazing. Again, yeah, like, and I think that's you got you just got to take your time with it and say, yeah. okay, I only need this stuff because if you kind of get into it, you, you can get into the weeds, and that's where I think people say it's got a it's got a steep learning curve. But really, it's just because it does so much. Yep. Um, that's, that's why. So we yep. try to shield people from that, make it as easy as possible, but give you the power, you know, if you need it as well. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And it's not, I would say, I mean, you're not like a, cause I using that bottom left world well, 3% that I use, I'm not encumbered by everything else that I'm not using. It's you've done such a good job developing it that it's not like I have to use the other portion of it in order to use the portion that I'm using. Um, cause like you said, the app is just it's it it's kind of designed to be what it needs to be where it's at. And so um that's amazing. That's amazing. Um so the podcast is called The Table, and uh I believe good conversation happens over good food. So if I was to come over to your house for dinner, what would you be what would you put on the table? What would you make? 
Well, I would I wouldn't make anything, Jason, oh. because I I need some of your smoked salsa. <laughs> I don't know what magic what how I see pictures of this online and I'm like this is the, the most screen, brilliant thing. Scratch the screen yeah, and sniff it. Yeah. I'll just make some tortilla <laughs> chips and we'll sit down. Make some guacamole. I'll bring it. Know? I'll bring it. I'm in. Bring the jar with me. <laughs> <laughs> I got to figure out how no, to that, do that. That would be a, bring that with me the next time. Yeah, I, if you I could jar that up, you know. Yeah. Well, if you I go think, to the Worship Innovators Conference, you know, I'll that's about halfway across the country, so we could probably meet there. And I'll, be, I'll bring a, I'll bring it in a little cooler. I don't think TSA <laughs> yeah. would have a problem with that, right? No, like a heart transplant, right? Like a- <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. It's salsa. Do you want to try it? I can sample it in the airport. No. <laughs> so do you not? Do, are you oh. not a cooker? Do you not cook? Oh, that- I, I I do cook. I, the thing is, like, I I really think I would like to be on one of those like chop shows oh, yeah. where you're just given like you know a bag of walnuts and some lamb or i don't know it just makes <laughs> something um so i i don't know my, my go-to is like chicken chow mein because it's easy Ooh. um you know my wife is an excellent uh, she can grill like you wouldn't believe so i usually just let her do all that but i also like baking pies um, and fantastic. baking in general. So, um, yeah, whatever, you know, I'll, I'll cook whatever. I'll as long as it. I bring the salsa, I guess that's what I meant. Yeah. I yeah. No, oh man. I got to try that sometime. Oh, it's coming. It'll <laughs> make, I'll make it happen. Uh, how do we, hey, how do we connect with you guys? And like, how do we, how do we get connected with Onsong? Yeah. So we've got a website onsongapp.com. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can always reach out to us with uh, support at onsongapp.com. That goes to our support staff. Um, if you have any questions, you know, we'll, we'll be happy to answer that. Uh, we do have some uh, Facebook groups and stuff. We do have a Facebook community that we don't really control, but it's out there in the public. Um, but yeah, so email is usually the best. Yep. For, you know, we get so many requests and we just got to get through them and everything. Um, so that's that's usually the best way to get in touch with us. Awesome. Yeah. And if you if you missed that link, if you're like driving right now and you didn't write it down, I'll put the link in the show notes uh, so that if you want to click on it, you can you can it'll take you to it'll take you to the website as well um that way you have it you have it with you later awesome right on yeah hey dude this is awesome and speaking we, we mentioned it briefly worship innovators i'm gonna be there i'm gonna you guys are coming i i yeah coming. Yes. that's like what october 11th and 12th or something like that yeah yeah, yeah in chicago middle in of Ch- october yeah yeah it's we're gonna be we're you gonna, gotta we're gonna, sign up you got to sign yeah, up so- that's yeah, we're, so put put the link put the link in the podcast notes yep. there because um, it's it's a worship conference that hasn't been done before I don't think but it's being run all by the the founders of these tech companies yep. that uh, you know like like on song and praise charts all of them um, and so you're going to be able to pick our brains give us up ideas on how we could do what we do better um, and of course just have a wonderful conference just get together you know because yep. every worship leader is an innovator. Uh, at some level, you know, you're, you're trying to solve problems. You're trying to reach people. You're trying to, you know, pull them into the presence of the Lord. And, yep. and uh, so, yeah, come and talk with us. It's going to be what Chicago yep. in uh, October. So, I mean, and you can't beat, I've heard, I've not been to Chicago in October, but I've heard it's beautiful. And so you're not going to beat, you're not going to beat the the time there. I, mean, I say that now it'll be like a torrential rainstorm, but the, uh, but yeah, I'm going to come. It'll be beautiful. I promise. I, it'll be good in the food. The food will be good. The people will be fun to hang out with. And you get to hang out with yeah. two Jasons. What's better than hanging out with two Jasons? Yes. And I hear there's going to be a cornhole tournament. I mean, so, you can't go wrong you know, there. You can't, can't go, go wrong. wrong that. And, and some smoked salsa. No. And some, I'm going to figure out how to get that on a plane. I'm, I'm probably going to get arrested, but I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. So anyway, guys, thanks so much for hanging out today. Um, and we will see you back here next week.